All right, you all, you need to come and listen to The Sci-Files. They do have other shows, but The Sci-Files, that's the one you want to hear. We are on the Anchor Media platform, and you can catch us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast, and Spotify. So again, this is Axel, The Sci-Files. Sunday, 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 The Sci-Files. Metal Yoga is here. Yay! <laughs> yeah, our studio audience is uh, is the one man clapping um, in the corner. It's got <laughs> to be me though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that guy in the background. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, that's that guy. one that's just lonely in the corner yelling for the band. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you've seen some of our posts in uh, these previous weeks, um, we we did a session, um, as promised, um, for Meta, or, or with Metal Yoga, and you put me through the ringer. We, we, we didn't even do a full session, and it still kicked my butt because I'm completely out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was definitely – I was – I was pretty jazzed about even being there first off because I was like excited. It was like finally I get to do yoga again in the studio because last time I did that, I was like uh, I think I was 32, and I went to this like yoga Pilates studio that um, that's here in the town I live in, which is Baloa, and it was the funniest thing because like my first time in there, not only did I like I fart a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I had never done that before. I had never done like a, a single workout, especially not not like in a class. And I had no idea that it compresses you so much. So before we actually did our session, I didn't eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good idea. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> Literally not. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, no, it was fun. Stavro had a had a blast uh, taking shots of my butt. So yeah, I saw that. That that that's classy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> good thing it was from the front and not from the behind because, like, I mean, there were some behind shots and we didn't include those in our video. That's um, <laughs> which is posted two different spots. It's actually posted on our Vimeo page, which is. Um, I think it's uh, RottenCorpseRadio.com forward slash videos, and it's also um, posted to your YouTube page, um, so you can you can search Metal Yoga on YouTube and find the, and find those videos, and 
God, I, the only, my only regret is that, so I haven't had my actual video editing program in a long time. I loaned out the disc because I was like letting a friend of mine like try it out and I completely forgot I didn't have it here. And even if I did, I still would have had to have find, or found a digital version of it online to download because I don't have a disc drive in my computer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's just like the dumbest thing. I mean, I, I could always go to a friend's house, pop the disc in, clone clone the file, and all I really need after that is the key, but uh, it, was, it would have just been such a pain in the ass. I, I looked up a bunch of programs. Luckily, I found uh, DaVinci Resolve, which isn't too, too bad of a, a program. Um, I'm assuming that the full version of the like of it, like the pro version that you can pay for, has more options. But for what it is, it's a pretty simple standard editor. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is the titler. I hate the title, or I hate the titles on it. They look really cheap. But yeah, I mean, that was kind of my problem. So the only thing I use to edit is Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember my days with Movie Maker. There was, like, uh, like our very first movie, Camp Until You Die, was supposed to be edited with Movie Maker, and I never, like, I, I couldn't even get the get it to look right. And so I, I ended up using the software that came with the video camera I bought <laughs> to film that movie. And yeah, it was it was like a it was a, it was like a Sony program, but it wasn't like a Sony editor. It was just like some cheese ball editor pro, editing program. Yeah. But, but the thing I loved about it is it had this really cool like title you know title sequencer. You can make these really cool title screens. So all I did was just I just made a bunch of titles with a green screen background, and then once uh -huh. I. And then once I got a real editing software, which I think the first one I got was Pinnacle. Uh, I think it was like Pinnacle 8 back then. And then uh, we're looking it up and trying to use that. Yeah, Pinnacle was a good, you know, it was it was an all right program. Also has a really good end credit titler that's uh, that's really neat. Um, and then we ended up getting um, a pirated copy. You're gonna hate this. <laughs> you know, the internet explodes. We're pirating <laughs> software. Um, while Sony doesn't own it anymore, it's actually run by a company called Magix, but, um, yeah, the Sony Vegas had to be, like, it's got to be, like, one of the best programs I've ever used. Now, I know a lot of people who do video, and they say, oh, Premiere's the best, but I hate Adobe Premiere so much. Yeah, I've heard both of those names quite a bit. Yeah, and if you've ever used Premiere, it's kind of like, I mean, you might as well just use, like, the movie editing uh, software that's, that comes with a Mac computer because that's kind of what it's like. It's really tough to use. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I, I, I think yeah, they... I, I like Macs, at least the one so far since I've used them or Apple phones or any of that. I've always been yeah. Android. Yeah. I, I mean, it's funny. Yeah. For, it's, it's actually funny for me because both my phone and my tablet are, are Apple, but I still just would never own a Mac. I just can't do it. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, they're 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 definitely too much. But uh, so Stavro enjoyed our 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 stint, and then we had a little uh, we had a little powwow afterwards. Um, so uh, yeah, we we ate dinner or no, lunch over at a Mexican restaurant that was like right across the street from uh, from the Elk Rock uh, Yoga Studio, and I have to say that the food was super <laughs> filling. <laughs> but yeah. 
but like so expensive. <laughs> yeah. Like if you guys hadn't gave me money for it, it would have been like seventy something bucks <laughs> for like four people. And I'm like, oh my god. I no, even... yeah, no. After all that, and yeah, looking at the prices, like, I yeah, that that would have been a lot of money plus the tip or you know whatever else you end up getting. Yeah, and he's not here to defend himself, but Savro pulled the ultimate dick move. He gave me money for the food, but he forgot to tell me he had, like, one or two margaritas. <laughs> I, I don't even, because I was trying to figure out how it got up to 70, and I was like... He comes them, like, really uh, quick. Yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, so Stephanie's meal was only 15. His meal was, like, 17. Chris's meal, who was, like, my, who was one of my clients, uh, he, uh, he was there, too. He also got a unfortunate eye fall of, or eye fall of butt but um then he still gives me crap for that every time i see him so that's that's a fun story <laughs> <laughs> they'll never let i'll never live it down even if i end up losing a bunch of weight i'll probably never live it down you're like oh your ass was everywhere it's horrifying i'll never get the image <laughs> out of my mind yeah i think chris's meal was like uh he was, this was the cheapest out of all of us he just got a quesadilla and um the mine, mine was super expensive. I remember mine was like almost nineteen, and then, yeah. but just food. Yeah, just for the food, not counting the drinks. <laughs> I'm I'm glad I only got like a tea. Yeah. <laughs> too crazy. Yeah, I think I just did water. I wasn't even like I didn't even pay for a soda. I think I, Chris got a soda, but but Stavra, that's where it killed me when I when I didn't realize it until later. I was like, oh, yeah, he did suck down, like, two margaritas sitting there, didn't he? Those things are probably about ten bucks a piece, I imagine. Yeah, they have to be. It's like, what a dick. <laughs> well, his part of the meal is probably, like, $30. Probably, yeah. He just... Or, you know, like, maybe even 35 so that would account for almost half, well, <laughs> 70 Yeah, a little over half, actually. Yeah. Maybe you just got one drink, but for uh, I'll, I'll I'll give him shit about it on this week's episode of our show. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to figure that out in, in long form, and then uh, and then when he's not expecting it, because uh, just as an announcement, um, the Casket Cast will be appearing at uh, this next year, 2019's uh, Frightmare or Texas Frightmare Weekend uh, that happens in. Irving, Texas, at the DFW Airport. Uh, it's at the Hyatt Regency Hotel. Um, guests of honor include Robert England, Bruce Campbell, and many others. Uh, get tickets while that you still can. They are no longer on sale if you're hearing this uh, recording, so you'll probably be paying full price, but it's still not that expensive. So definitely worth Sounds the money. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be there, but... Uh, I think while we're there, I'm gonna make him pay for a bunch of weird shit. He doesn't. He has no idea. Should <laughs> like get the weirdest like requests from the actors or actresses or whatever, and like buy just the most random of foods. Yeah, that'll probably be. I'll probably like we'll probably go into a line, and then I won't tell him that the that the signet that you know that the autographs and shit cost money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll get a picture and I'll walk away. <laughs> and they're like, okay, so you owe us 40. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Let's get the margaritas, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it'll it'll be a back and forth weekend for sure. I, I don't think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna let it go. We'll probably like we'll just give each other so much shit the whole weekend. We'll probably end up not talk on the way back. <laughs> yeah, you're probably gonna be like, all right, nothing, no more needs to be said now. Oh man, so um, so I I will be expecting once I actually take a full class to have my butt even further handed to me, um, by yeah. Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to, um, yeah, you'll definitely have to get, you know, I don't know. I mean, it'd be funnier if it was in a class, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably have to do like private sessions at first until I, until I'm acclimated to the, to the program and then probably do cl regular classes after that. But Yeah, or like a, a mixture of the two, you know, maybe have do them at first to get more acclimated to it and then like maybe just one of those months and then if you want to go to public one to kind of like level out the money wise i'll tell you this though regardless of how how much you know i sweated or how much you know or how i felt after we did the program the whole rest of the day i was not sore um i felt really good um, and we didn't even have to, or nobody had to, like, carry me out of the car when we got back to, you know, when I dropped everybody off. It was it was a nice, you know, easy break. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's, it, most of the time, most people tell me that they feel, like, relaxed, that they feel pumped, and, like, they're all, like, loosey-goosey and, like, wobbly, but, like, in a good way. Yeah. So, that's when I know I've done my job. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that never, you know, if, um, I think the other thing, too, is, like, I remember the first few times I did, um, I did any kind of, like, yoga program of any kind, I felt really horrible afterwards, because, like, I beat myself up, I ate a big meal or something beforehand, or I did something weird, and I, did, I wasn't breathing enough, and, um, at least when we, when we did our session... I, I'd already done a lot of yoga up until that point. I just was completely out of practice, so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> I just I have mean, to keep remembering to breathe, you know. And that, and I definitely, I remind you a lot of that, because actually when I first started yoga myself, after my mom had died, my friend got me into it, um, I started doing it, and I was, it took me a little while, but I think, a month or two in or something, I started noticing that I wasn't breathing and like I would catch myself, like I would push myself so hard and like hold my breath, yeah. but not know that I'm doing it. And so that's when I feel like I held my breath to push myself through it, even though it was too much for my body at the time, you know? Mm -hmm. So and then now because of that, it's been ingrained in me to remember to, uh, to tell people to breathe because most people don't. Most people just breathe like however your body's involuntary, involuntarily doing it, and, you know, when you actually pay attention to it, it makes a huge difference. You notice a lot more. Yeah, because you, you definitely need to breathe in order to allow your muscles to contract, you know. Otherwise, you're just going to get all tight and weird, and it's going to yeah. hurt. <laughs> you're going to hurt yourself. That's and... the thing I've had to teach myself when I'm drumming. The yoga thing, actually, when I'm doing that, I'll be concentrating so hard on what I'm trying to do mm -hmm. that, like, I don't really think to breathe. But then when I, like, sit up straight and I breathe, like, I take a good breath, I feel like it becomes easier to drum because I'm not so tense. So it's it's such a balance. Like, 
you can incorporate simple things to yoga and everything without even really calling it yoga. I'm totally going to have to, like, next time I sit down at a kit of any kind to annoy my friends, of course, because I'm not a good drummer. Uh, <laughs> anytime I sit down to, to play or anything like that, I'm just going to remember to breathe, but then I'm going to hit everything as hard as I can just because I'm an asshole. <laughs> I do. Dude, my feet are fucking so heavy. I just, I'm so happy I just bought pedals yesterday. Uh, I bought new, like, double chain pedals because my feet, I am a heavy hitter. You'd, be, you'd think that I wouldn't be, that I'm this little girl or whatever, yeah. and that, like, yeah, no, I I hit the electronic kit probably harder than what I probably would be on a regular kit. I think, um, I think it's because of the netting. Like, the netting kind of, it almost makes you perfect. think... Yeah, it makes you think you have to. It's like, oh, this thing's too soft. i got to hit it hard. <laughs> but it's good, though, and some people actually um, have the opposite problem, and a lot of people say that it's harder for them to transition from an electric kit to an acoustic kit. Yeah. And I and whenever I practice on somebody's uh, acoustic kit, it transfers just fine because I realize that I'm hitting something different yeah. and that I need to hit it differently, and it's actually easier, I think because I have forced more of the movement on the mesh heads because mm -hmm. the, it feel like it absorbs the rebound. Yeah. And so when I transfer to someone else's kit, I'm just like, woo, I could do all this shit that I wasn't able to do in mine or not to speed because, yeah. I've always kind of yeah. wondered, too, like, um, like, do you know whether or not, and because you probably would have seen this more than I have, are there any actual brands of, uh, of digital kits out there um, that actually have, like, solid pads besides, like, the fake symbols that they usually have? Because I know, like, with uh, the Roland V-Drum kit and the Yamaha kit, they both have, you know, mesh. Um, and, and most of the, you know, you know where you would mo mainly have skins, and then they they have, like, more of a solid piece for for the symbols. But have you ever seen any of them that just have completely solid or... Oh, like like the actual heads are like solid, like yeah, almost, yeah, almost like a practice pad, you know. Like I, I've always wondered uh, if they make that, you know, because because I mean those the 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 transfer of vibrations uh, through the triggers can be like uh, you know can be you, you can you can almost attach those triggers to like solid wood and still get the same, you know. I think I'm looking up now, and I I think that they do. I just don't know because I've seen like clips of it hmm. and, and usually it wasn't the whole thing but it could be something where you could change out the head yourself yeah you know, and because actually so I not only did I have didn't have quite the right beaters but I hit the kick drum so hard that on mm -hmm. the electric kit then yeah. I like six months of me using it started wearing a hole mm -hmm. in one of the layers like, that's how hard that I kick. Oh, and, wow. like, we now away from the wall, and the roommate was complaining how the floor is thundering. You just hear this, like, da 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 Especially when I'm practicing, and I go, I'll go from, like, four hits to two just to, like, get the control of my feet. And the pedals are soft. They're, like, longboards, so they're meant to do more, like, tricks. Yeah. But I do solid hits. I just do single, like right, left, right, left, or sometimes, like, a double hit with one foot, but, like, it's very linear, 
I'm not doing like a heel up, you know, heel down like technique or anything. I'm literally just, you know, feeling the weight of my foot and adjusting on the pedal as I need to. Mm. And like, but it, yeah, it's just really interesting. Like drumming's this whole world of its own and you never stop learning something about yourself or the kit or whatever. It's, yeah. And I think that's why I keep doing it because I have this like where I want to continually grow. I want to continually learn and continually play. And so I think for me, that's why I like it because there's always something to learn. You always have like a next goal. There's never an end because yeah. even the best people, I'm just like, dude, I'm not nearly as good as anyone. Like that has been doing it for 10 years. But then I realized I've only been doing it a little over a year. So I have to give myself that credit. But then they tell me they are still learning and that they, I see them post when they struggle, you know, and yeah. I it's, it's just inter- interesting how you can take things and translate it to life when you wouldn't think anything of it in that degree. That's what people do with yoga too. Oh yeah. And, um, I know for me, like, uh, you know, when it comes to like playing music, you know, like there's always something different and against the grain that you're going to want to try just to see if it works out, you know, like, um, as a guitarist, I kind of, like, I kind of explore, like, the world of music, um, much like the guitarist from, uh, Merciful Fate, because I had heard in an interview from King Diamond one time, um, on Todd Sheets' uh, podcast, by the way, uh, <laughs> Todd Sheets is actually a friend of the show, we've, we've, uh, had a few different, or had him on a few different times, and, uh, fun times by all, right now he's got a movie, uh, that he's working on called Clown NATO doesn't sound good, but it actually looks better in the sound. So, <laughs> right, I didn't want to inter- interrupt you, but I had to tell you I just now see a kit that has the thick heads that you were talking about. Ah, is it a cheapo kit? <laughs> no, no, it's Alesis, and this one's seventeen hundred dollars. Oh, geez, oh, and it to Alesis, it, like even the the snare stand is made out of actual shell. Like it's not just you know the plastic or metal or whatever it actually looks like hmm. a real kit but it's electric i gotta wonder who the um like whose brain has the more natural sound if, you, uh, if you're going to get more of a natural sound out of like the the brain on like a v-drum kit versus like elisa's kit because elisa's i mean i i used to have one of their effects racks for my guitar and man they make some good shit so I yeah i i just use my roommate's roland Mm, yeah. Uh, like yeah. a T12 or something like that. And he said he paid, he got it for half the price because he, he just bought it used from his friend. And uh, nice. it was an investment. And I remember him talking about brain, brain, and like for a long time I didn't understand it. Yeah. Then I figured it out. But I like, you can update the software, I'm sure. Because oh, yeah. like there's different settings on mine where it has like 80s pop and. 70s rock and jazz and it has like 50 different like uh, sound configurations. There's even like uh, like an electronic one where it's it sounds like beep, 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 but then oh, you yeah. hit like <laughs> I love and, shit. and like the actual like it sounds like it's called processing. So it oh, sounds wow. like computer sounds and shit. So it's like oh, that's cool. I could see making like an industrial or like electronic song you're using that oh, yeah, exact totally. setting yeah that's, it's, that's it's pro- pretty interesting 
there's probably a lot of drummers out there just making like sample loops all the time, just trying to sell sample loops. And it's like, yeah, here I made this, and it just sounds like the coolest shit ever, and it's all in time and everything. And, uh, there was this, uh, yeah, when I recorded my first album, uh, the drummer uh, that worked with us on our on our recording, he had a V drum kit. I think he still has it. And what we did is we just bypassed uh, the brain and just used the MIDI out and plugged it straight into a computer. And um, and the guy who was uh, engineering our album, uh, Mikey Chaos, he uh, he and he did drums on some of the other songs too using a trigger kit, but. Um, but what he did was, um, he just used like, uh, that one, uh, it's like a program that mainly, that's mainly used with like, um, FL Studio, which is called, uh, uh, Superior Drummer, and it's a really good, as far as, as far as the natural sounds go, it's a really mm-hmm. good emulating program for that, and I have to say, it's like some of the, some of the sounds off that album, you can't even tell. It's fake. It's digital kit. <laughs> it's like it sounds so so natural. It's like, that's really cool. I mean, that if you're gonna do it, that's why I'm glad I was able to use his kit because it's you know it's older, but it's still pretty solid and it's it's set so like the triggering uh, it doesn't go off right the moment as you touch it. You actually have to give it support. Hmm. So. In that regard, I, I'm pretty happy with it, but, uh, nice. yeah. Uh, so tell us about the Headbangers Con. Uh, that happened, uh, if you're listening to this episode, happened, I think it was, like, what, a week ago? Like, about a week or a yeah. week and a half ago? Last uh, last Saturday and Sunday, and we set up on Friday. And it was uh, at the Doubletree Hotel, right? Yep. Yeah, there's a, and there was a lot of bands there, a lot of different people um, all enjoying uh, Headbangers Con. Um, of course, uh, another friend of the show, uh, Chris Grimm from Toxic Zombie, he was also there. Um, yep, you know, he had a booth. It was right behind us. And I think, uh, I don't know if he was, I, I know they visited, but or I don't, I'm not sure if they had a booth or not, but Headless Pez was there too. And um, oh yeah, they didn't have a booth. I would totally know. Yeah, <laughs> and I know they got a. They also have a new uh, EP coming out, um, or if it's not already out. Uh, yeah, sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, and from the band that said they would never do a fucking album, <laughs> and here they are, copping out, <laughs> trying to get some money. They're selling out. God damn it! Fucking headless. Band. <laughs> they should have just stayed a live only band. They were. It was Portland tradition. <laughs> God damn it. Well, everything's changed. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are awesome, though. (laughs) I actually can't wait to get that one. Um, (laughs) So, uh, so as far as the con goes, I mean, how, like, did you get a lot of uh, strange requests, or did you get a lot of, um, like, did you want, did you get anybody wanting to do the yoga right then and there? No. Well, I had one person, and actually, this is a whole interesting interesting story hopefully I won't make it too long but okay. there was a, a guy he uh, walked up to my booth the first day and he's like metal yoga I saw this on the bill I had to check it out and so it was funny he was wearing a pink shirt and then I started reading what he had on his shirt and it said death metal and so we chatted for a bit <laughs> and what's funny so he was wearing it we chatted for a bit Yada yada, I gave him my card, you know, my uh, my rat card, and 
And I ended up going to get food a little bit later. And I was just looking up at the menu with my one fucking plugged ear. That was the worst timing ever. Yeah. I woke up, my whole left ear felt like I went to a show. I couldn't hear anything. There was like pressure and fluid. I was like, what? Am I a fucking kid again? So <laughs> I was trying to, I couldn't really hear. And then I'm like, I just decided to turn around and look at him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dude. So we sat down and we ate and stuff. And he was telling me the whole story about why he was there and the first band that ever got him to metal. And he was just so excited to be there. The Headbangers Con gave uh, everyone that had, like, um, that paid for, like, VIP stuff, mm -hmm. they gave them, like, this vinyl. It was a random vinyl, whatever. They had a big mixture of all different kinds of, like, bands. Yeah. And they just stamped their, their sticker on the middle of the vinyl okay. and just gave that to all their VIP people. So, like, it's a surprise to whatever they're going to hear. Hmm. And they gave it to them so that way it could be, like, a vinyl to get signed. So they could get their autographs from all the artists, and they had certain time slots, too, to meet them all. But there was, he said there was another dude that also had death metal shirt, too, that it was pink. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty good. And he ended up paying for my food, too, which was really nice. Yeah, uh, like uh, the guy, actually, he was a, he was a friend of mine, um, fellow horror fan and metalhead, um, uh, Jason Sensation, uh, who... Not to be confused with the old pro wrestler, Jason Sensation, but he did steal his name. Uh, he, Jason has actually done um, stuff with us uh, for our Hope Killer film. He actually helped set up most of the, like most of the bands that, uh, we, that we ended up uh, getting involved with, um, aside from uh, Blake Curtis, who, uh, who's a, my old drummer, who also knew a lot of the bands. But he was trying to get us a few groups that weren't, that never quite made it to the bill. We couldn't get in contact with them soon enough. And then, of course, we were looking for people to donate and not, like, sell <laughs> or Hi. sell a track. And I think, you know, because we were a really stripped-down budgeted movie at the time. I think the whole budget of the film was, like, $300. It was pretty, it was pretty nuts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jason's got one of those shirts though. I mean, he was actually the first person I ever saw wear one. Which, it, he's a huge dude. He's like six five, six six, and he's not like a super flabby guy, but he's not a skinny guy either. He's pretty big. So, <laughs> and he and the shirt fits him really tight and. Um, and he's got like this, he's always got this like crazy fucking mohawk and shit of some kind, uh, always like different colored hair. Um, I think he's been rocking black since his kid was born, but, um, I, cause I haven't seen him change his hair since. And, um, I've visited him at least a few times since then. And yeah, he always trips me out. Cause like the first time I saw that shirt, I just giggled. <laughs> just, like... That's exactly what I did. I told him, I was like, dude, nice shirt. <laughs> and actually... He was the one, because I totally forgot to say earlier, but he was the one that actually wanted me to possibly do the yoga. Mm. And, like, there was a whole bunch of room for it, too. So next year I might ask about if there's, like, a, before they get really knee-deep into all the artists and stuff they're going to have, like, already kind of slip that under the rug and be like, hey, by the way, could you fit me in somewhere, you know? Yeah, so, no, yeah no doubt. Like, do a big, like, you know, get you in one of the halls or whatnot, and then do like a big for like a big forum yoga thing. <coughs> That'd be super oh. sweet. Cause could you could you imagine it? Like ten, twenty, 
50, 60, 70 people all doing your yoga at once. <laughs> yeah, or at least walking up and being like, what are you, i got to watch this. I don't, I have no idea what to think. And I think that's one of those things, and I'm glad that we're, we're doing this because a lot of people just have no idea what it is, and they just don't understand how that it works because it yeah. is so different. And some people won't change their mind. They think it's bullshit. But, you know, I, I definitely have gotten to the point where I kind of know how to do my spiel with mm. it and base it on the person I'm talking to because it is so much but so simple and primal at the same time. Yeah. You know, I think that's why people really, really enjoy it because it's, I don't talk a lot of philosophy or super what some people might call like woo-woo stuff. I'm yeah. very like down to earth, super real, like, you know, I don't know, put up your fucking horns, like whatever, like not really like a plan out like specific wording for it. I just speak in the way that for the most part that I would talk to you besides having a plan, you know, because I'm just pretty laid back down to the earth real person and I feel like it's too much energy to put on a show and like Yeah try and exactly. Plus people don't like that. People actually really, really like what I do, even if they don't like the music, because the energy and the fact that I'm just like, yeah, this is what it is. I don't give a shit if you can do it or not. Just fucking try. You know, it's not yeah, a competition or it, any of that. And honestly, too, it's just, it's better, you know, in my opinion, it's cool to try something new. You know, and if you're a metalhead and you've never done anything, or never done anything like this. This is definitely something to do as a first. Uh, for me, it kind of caught my eye just because of the fact that it was metal yoga and not like, and not a workout program that is you know fully centered around what you would typically think it would be. Um, yeah. Of course, like when I thought, you know, I think I, I mentioned this last uh, the, the last time you were on the show, but seriously, I, I, I honestly thought just based on what I saw as far as, like, pictures and stuff like that, I almost expected, like, all the music to be, like, black metal, like, atmospheric black metal. Yeah, <laughs> and I, common. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. It's Because it, it's, it's got that nice, even though, like, a lot of black metal has a really crazy, ominous feel to it, um, mm -hmm. it's still, in a way, for a lot of us, you know, very relaxing and calming. Um, but then again, so it's a lot of really thrashy and... Um, you know, heavy music at the same time because, you know, you, your body wants to kind of react to it, but it doesn't react in the way most people would think, especially people who aren't fans. Um, yeah. They, they don't really get what we what we experience, you know, as far as the music is concerned, so. Yeah, and, and, uh, and that's another reason why I feel like putting a lot of different types of, of uh, metal and rock and such in uh, there are different feelings that you get that are invoked from different styles of metal. And I, you know, it changes a little bit, but for whenever I do make a new one, which by the way, making a playlist is hard. Not necessarily because I don't have enough music because I usually end up having two and a half hours of music. And I'm like, this is not a two and a half hour session. Yeah. <laughs> I get an hour and a half of fucking music. 
Yeah, but you gotta, you, you gotta dwindle it down. Well, all the songs I so love, and it's like, and it's it's always affected by what music I've been hearing for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I have one style that's been kind of stuck in my head for the past week, that ends up influencing it. Like, sometimes it's been more of like butt rock and fast away and rat and whatever, and a couple maybe a one or two of like death metal or thrash metal, and then another week it's super fucking heavy and I have like you know a third or almost a half of it to be like death metal or I put in hypocrisy and I put in witchery and legion of the damned and that shit fast as fuck yeah and like you know like legion of the damned has the vocals that just stand out to me it's been a favorite of mine and uh yeah that that's probably some of the hardest shit when it comes to preparing for sessions is like yeah i'll i'll spend over an hour just looking through music like i gotta plan it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, I, I want to hear one of these days it, it would be tough to work with because you'd have to make a lot of the switches and stuff like really short um but if you did all like the really fast grindcore stuff like agoraphobic nosebleed or today is the day, or um, God, what, what's another one? Uh, anal cunt, <laughs> or like a bathroom shitter. I mean, like a. Uh, I think it's uh, contra- contrasis. Contrasis. It's some some weird name, but it's like yeah. fucking. Yeah, it's definitely like just thirty-five second songs. <laughs> yeah, like a minute, a minute tops. Yeah, no, I, I love stuff like that sometimes. It's like, it's kind of funny because like I remember uh, the first time me and some friends were sitting down, and I, the band I like the most is Agoraphobic Nosebleed, and I, I'd heard of, I have a couple like you know kind of albums and stuff like that. I remember there was one album specifically uh, that had uh, a song on it called um, "Living Color" is my favorite black metal band. <laughs> <laughs> just the title of the song was so funny and every time like uh every time that came up because I, I would always you know go to friends you know like friends of friends of houses and stuff like that there's always, always be this guy and um who just doesn't you know he likes all of the th- uh, the 80s and 90s thrash metal stuff but hates everything else and uh, <laughs> i'll bring up something like that i'll be like it's like so, what's your favorite black metal band? And he's like, oh, I fucking hate black metal. It sucks. Uh, it's like, it just sounds like atmospheric noise. I just can't stand it. And I was like, my favorite uh, my favorite black metal band is Living Color. I can't believe you listen to that butt rock shit. You know, just going off. And it's so funny because I just kind of pick at the wound a little bit. And just so, I just put up that band, the con- Contrastic. Contrastic. And yeah, they're contrastic. Uh, yeah, they're grindcore and death metal together. Mm. And they're fucking one of their albums has fucking mermaid on the front of it. It's fucking Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like random shit. Like that <laughs> one is a little bit more realistic. It's a chick and it looks like she's got blood dripping out of her mouth. But like, yeah. like she's looking for something. If you know what I mean, yeah. like. It's the most random shit. Yeah, uh, Bathtub Shitter is another good one, though. They're, um, they're, they're from Japan. 
they are so fucking funny. <laughs> just, just hearing that, them, they're like, because they're, they're like a complete noise band, but they're incredibly funny. I just like listening to them. And they're, uh, the art on it looks kind of similar to something that I might see the Arebus Bar in Washington, which we're, um, I'm vending out the 24th, but we're going to talk about maybe having something because it's in Washington. So I wanted to start doing some stuff more up there because people don't usually cross the border coming from Washington to Oregon. <laughs> They're not really inclined to do that, to come all the way to Milwaukee, like, on a fucking Friday. Yeah. Uh, so to put something up there. But this reminds me kind of of what their the, – most of their logos and pictures and profile photos are, like – like, one was a kid with white eyes, like, had been possessed. But yeah. it was, like, a – yeah, it was <laughs> – and that, that is a, uh, that's what actually intrigued me by them because it seemed like a different kind of heavy metal bar, not your traditional, like, oh, inverted, inverted pentagram and inverted cross, blah, you know, like, which I have nothing wrong with, but it's, there's a lot of that. So, like, it stood out because it is so different. And I appreciate people and things and services that are a little bit different because that's, I feel like I'm different, not necessarily yeah. like, you know, like traditional different, but like that I I feel like I think and act differently than what most people might expect when they see me. Yeah. And that but most model heads are actually really, really nice. Like Usually, yeah. Yeah. They're usually not like, I mean, you'll, you'll meet the pretentious ones every so often, like the guys you think that their version of metal is all there is, you know, like the stuff they listen to. Like I used to, there was a small group of people um, in the Portland area um, that I used to run into every so often. And they only listen to local bands. That's all they listen to. And everything else sucks. And um, <laughs> I, I even worked with a guy uh, named Mike. Um, not going to say his last name, but, <laughs> or, or where I met him, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, he, he was kind of like that. He, he actually said that, like, all the bands I listened to were, like, commercial mainstream bands. I'm like, no, most of these bands are independent. <laughs> or, or they started independent and then went that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or the other way. Like, it'd, be cool. get it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Or even, like, bands that signed to big labels early on, and then they ended up doing their own shit. Okay. You know, like, I don't like necessarily like Avenged Sevenfold, but for what my roommate mentioned, they're, the last album we heard was, like, not as refined and uh, technical, yeah. and the reason for that was because they wrote their own music as opposed to, you know, been given, like, the idea for music, which I think happens a lot, not always, but happens a lot in a lot of yeah. music in general, is here I we... And I think with them, too, a lot of their music style had changed just purely because their drummer, you know, had uh, passed on. And I think because um, I think their drummer got replaced with the dude from Dream Theater, which is like the weirdest shit ever. And then <laughs> and then they kind of and then they kind of just went into like a completely different direction after that, which is cool because a lot of groups will do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's still I wonder where. Uh, deceased is going to go since 
their uh, drummer, unfortunately, he was visiting his home city and country. I want to say it was like Bulgaria or something, but, you know, I'm probably completely wrong on that. Yeah. But he, he drowned. Oh, that's too bad. And uh, I remember watching watching them play, and I was just thought it was funny how he sat on the drum kit, but it was shortly after I started practicing that I just was paying attention to drummers as I saw as I was watching bands. Yeah. And I just would sit there and watch the drummer and see how they do it because I, there's not one right or wrong way. There's, like, a general consensus on, you know, what things will help you, but there's no hard and fast rule with drumming, which that's what makes a lot of it so hard because not one thing works for everyone. Of course, you yeah. have, like, yeah. and eighth notes and the solid, like, musical terms or whatever but yeah sorry i can i can go on and on about that shit <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the um so the so would you call the uh the headbangers con a success as far as you you know as far as metal yoga is concerned i so when i initially went in i'd say yes <laughs> probably answer that first uh <laughs> i feel like my expectations for what I wanted and the outcome were different. So yeah. when I started, instead of holding on to my ex, uh, expectation, I just appreciated for what that I did gain. So yeah. I initially charged for a raffle, and I was going to have everyone pay $5 into the raffle. And I didn't know quite why, what I wanted to do for the prizes, but eventually I got bands to give me their... Uh, send me music so I have like Toxic Zombie they gave me a personal CD and they gave me a find CD and then I also have Splintered Throne which is kind of like Primal Fear Dream Evil kind of like has a little bit of that feeling to it yeah. so that's really cool and they're really well established you know and so I decided to use them as well and then um, I had oh Saboteur they also are going to be sending me a CD to yeah. give out to people. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the only thing I found of Saboteur, you know, Saboteur um, was their, you know, the stuff from their YouTube page, which is cool that they that they put the whole album up there. <laughs> they're, they're, brand, they're brand new. They're very new. Yeah. No, they, they got a really cool sound. I really, really dug them. Uh, the, of all the newer bands that I've heard lately, I think they have like a, because they got a complete, like, throwback thrash sound, which is nice. Yeah. Um, that's why I like that. I think that's what one thing I really loved about, like, Headless Pads, except for, like, the fact that they're a little bit more extreme than most thrash, old-school thrash bands. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I've, I'm going to fucking Headless Pads shows, and, like, one of them, oh, my God, fucking, we were, it was some, you know, dive place. I don't remember. I think it was, like, a bring-your-own-beer. It was, just, like, a space they rented out. Somehow, like, the sheetrock had already been broken, mm -hmm. and somebody, like, got shoved into the sheet wall and, like, <laughs> started pulling off the walls and smashing sheetrock over people's heads and shit. I was oh, like, wow. dude, I feel like I'm at a fucking DRI show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, fucking, I bruised half of my forehead and it turned yellow because oh, some wow. chick, like, was uh, on the stage and she wanted to fucking uh, crowd surf, but it was at Satyricon. 
Like, yeah, nobody did that shit there. <laughs> right in front of me, she she was about to jump, and she yelled at me and was like, "You were supposed to fucking lift me up." I was like, "No, I'm not supposed to. I don't have to." Like, she so she literally dove right into my head, and so my most of my forehead was yellow. So when I was working, I had a figure out how to explain that to people. I worked in a mall, so I got lots of uh, interesting faces for it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just think the whole, uh, I always love when, like, really fucked up, unexpected shit happens on a show. I mean, it's not the greatest of things that happen at shows, but... Um, it. But at least, you know, there's an experience you can talk about for a long time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. Like I'm always gonna. I'm good always and bad. Gonna, oh, go ahead. Lots of good and bad experiences. I mean. Oh yeah. From like meeting cool people, like that's how I met King Fowley. I it was just my friend and I. I was so stoked to go see them. I want to say it was like 2010, mm-hmm. and I went to go see them, and I hung out with King Fowley after, and I was just amazed at how nice he was. Yeah. And then I've been to other shows where, like, I wanted to just say hi or whatever to, like, one of the band members. And, like, what are you fucking giving me the time of day? Oh, and, like, not even, like, you know, hey, thanks for coming. I need to go. You know, like, it's, so I've, I've had both good and bad experiences yeah. in, in that regard. Like, there was even one show I got roofied at. That was a long time ago. But... <laughs> That was the worst experience, but that wasn't because of the show or anything. You know, that was just my fucking luck. <laughs> it was just that weird moment, you know, when, like, Bill Cosby happens to be there. and <laughs> He's, like, putting pops all over the place and popping rooties. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it's an experience that lasts a lifetime for sure. I know, like... um I'm still waiting for that moment when somebody roofies me and then, like, leaves me out in the alley somewhere with, all my, with well, like, most of my clothes off and shit and, like, all my money and everything's gone. <laughs> like, I'm waiting yeah, for... Yeah, it reminds me of, uh, I watched some videos about different um, drugs that there are in the world. And there was, I forgot the name of it, but it was a, in Colombia, it was, a like, a plant, like a... I'm trying to think, like, they, they would make it into powder, and they would either, they put it into their, their food, and it was like a roofie, but not because they still were able to function 100%, but it's as, as if somebody gave you amnesia, but you're still, you still knew all about your surroundings and your stuff, but you were not under the influence of that drug. It made people rob their own boyfriends and girlfriends and stuff, and, like, raid their own house to do whatever this person said, it was, like, it kind of fucked up because, like, you know, you don't literally, if anyone asks you a question, you always surrender and submit. And that drug brings down your inhibitions, so you say yes to everything. So when they say, hey, can you go break into your own car? They're going to break into their own car and never remember it. And people around them were like, yeah, you insisted on doing it. Hmm. And they're like, really? Why would I do that? That's not me. And they're like, you asked. It's fucked up. (laughs) 
I think the scary one that I always that that I heard about was like the zombie drug, the weird drug that you can do it like turns you into kind of like a zombie. Oh. Um, or is it? I think they call it. Uh, I think it's called. Uh, I think they refer to it as like the devil's breath or something like that. It's like. Uh, oh. I can't remember. I, what it's, I can't remember what it's called, but it's yeah, it's just some really fucked up shit that <laughs> basically puts you into like almost like a zombie-like state, and uh, yeah, fuck, oh. Colum- fuck Columbia. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> God damn those guys. <laughs> all right so uh yeah that'll conclude our show for the day and uh stephanie thank you for coming on and plugging your metal yoga now is there anything you would like to further plug uh going into uh, throughout the rest of this month or even next month i will be at the arepas bar on november 24th and I will be vending at the Arts and Crafts Oddity Show where they have interesting, different things that you're able to buy. And, of course, Metal Yoga will be there. I am um, doing pre-orders for shirts, so if you'd like to represent, you know, Metal Yoga with hand-drawn art from a friend of mine who actually did uh, Cropsey's, uh, not their last one, but the one before that, did their artwork. And I have that. Always visit my website. I'm doing things all the time doing one in Seattle this coming Saturday, and I'm also doing uh, one the first of next month of December at Second Brewery. It's an Irish brewery where they throw axes. So oh, lots fuck. Of- <laughs> so that'll be fun. That's I've already got that one. Damn, that actually sounds fun. That actually sounds super It's dangerous as fuck probably, but... Um... You get two beers needed. You do some yoga, have two beers, and then maybe stay and throw some asses. <laughs> Hell yeah. Metal, right? <laughs> no doubt. Oh, man. Uh, all right, so we'll uh, we'll catch everybody later, and uh, stay tuned for um, more uh, Casket Cast this week. Uh, Stubborpocracy and myself will be reviewing the movie Mandy uh, with Nicolas Cage, and... Um, That'll be some pretty fun shit. No, Nicolas Cage is not going to be on the show. He's just in the movie. So <laughs> if by chance he would just magically appear on our show, that would be fucking awesome. But I don't think it's going to happen. No, she had a buttload of money in, and to pay him. Probably, yeah. It's like, hey, hey Nick, um, you know, before you leave Las Vegas, um, could you, uh, you know, come over and do a show with us. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Rotten Corpse Radio.